Today, you guys are going to hear a recording of a Facebook Live that we just did where we discussed with four key players in the game, Tim Jordan, Kevin King, Tomer Rabinovich, and Carlos Alvarez. We're going to talk to them all about how the coronavirus is affecting their businesses and what Amazon sellers need to know. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Serious Sellers Podcast by Helium 10. I am your host, Bradley Sutton, and this is the show that's a completely BS-free, organic, unscripted, unrehearsed conversation about serious strategies for serious sellers of any level in the e-commerce world. And we've got four serious sellers on the line with us today who we actually did this on a Facebook Live. We've got Kevin King, Tomer Rabinovich, we've got Tim Jordan in the house, and Carlos Alvarez. And I invited them on a Facebook Live that we just recorded for you guys to kind of go over what's on the mind of everybody out there. And then we also took some live questions that we'll read on the air that you guys will listen to the answers to. So hope you guys find this very beneficial because this is all information that's extremely vital in the times that we're living in right now. Hello, everybody. How's it going? This is Bradley Sutton from Helium 10. We got a special ask, not me anything, but ask us anything about coronavirus, how it's affecting Amazon and what you guys can do about it. My first guest that we have on here is Tomer Rabinovich. She's now been on the podcast twice in the last couple of years. Tomer, how's it going? It's going great, Bradley. How are you? Doing pretty good, doing pretty good. Now, you just, you just had a, a time change over there in Israel, right? Yeah, Is, just you have uh, daylight savings uh, or something? They actually, wanted to, they actually wanted to push it one month uh, into April because they wanted no one to go out with the virus going around. They want everything to be dark, but they canceled it last minute and they just changed it as scheduled. Okay, okay. Well, I'm glad we were able to get this uh, time time thing straightened out. I was all confused last night when I was trying to to work on the times. And I see here Kevin just joined us. Kevin, how's it going? I'm good. Still getting set up here. All right. So basically, uh, if you're uh, watching this live, everybody let us know if you can see and hear us there in the comments and uh, we'll get started. But in the meantime, just I wanted to give an announcement that, you know, something I, I saw last night uh, was a development, uh, got an email like around midnight from Amazon, and they had said, hey, we've got this new link that you can use to check if you're able to send an inventory. Now, this has to do with that original note where people cannot send inventory uh, until April 5th for a lot of different products, but it looks like earlier than expected, uh, some products are now able to send in that weren't before. So uh, check your Seller Central email or check the Helium 10 users Facebook group and you guys will be able to, to see the link I put there so that you can see if you've got some of your products uh, uh, lifted. And I've already talked to a few sellers. And yes, they, they said that's something that they weren't able to send even yesterday. Now they are able to, to send in. So definitely take a look at that link. Um, another thing that I saw in the, in the Facebook groups, I haven't seen this myself you know, from any of the accounts I'm looking at. But some people who had that one month shipping delay, like, hey, this is not going to deliver until April 25th or April 28th, some people are saying that's actually been moved up a week. Um, the test order that I did um, for the one of the Project X egg trays, that did get moved up, but a, a whopping three days. So it had said it was going to be delivered on April 23rd. Now it says it's going to be delivered April 18th or something like that. But anyways, the reason why I had uh, Tomer and Kevin, I wanted to talk just in general, about what you guys are seeing and hearing on your own accounts and, and from the communities that you guys are dealing with. And 
the bottom line is I see a lot of like hysteria and fear. And yes, this this is serious times that we're in, but um I want I'm hoping that there's a positive message that we can give to everybody and uh some hope for it. So first of all, Tomer, just talking about your own Amazon businesses, the last two, one, two, three weeks, um, how have you been affected positive positively or or negatively yourself? Yeah, so first of all, I think that whenever something changes, uh, hysteria happens with Amazon sellers in general. Uh, like Amazon changes something with reviews and everyone is towards something. Uh, and now the virus is around, obviously, and it affects uh, many different things, but it affects us all. So the first thing I, I think like everyone needs to understand is they have, this is already happening. There is nothing like you can complain about it as, long, as much as you want, but that's not how you solve the problem. Um, so yeah, so one of the benefits that I have is I have multiple brands, um, and some of them are better at different times of the year, like Q4 and some of them, we actually have a medical, um, brand. So that's doing really well right now. The advantages that I have. So I didn't really see a big shake in terms of sales. I will say, obviously the, uh, beauty brand, for example, is suffering right now, um, because no one is buying beauty products at this time, um, right now. But yeah, I didn't see really a big effect in terms of if you mean like sales or anything like that. Uh, and also, Bradley, we talked about this, but if you have like a one month delay, that's happening throughout your niche. That's affecting everyone. It's not like someone is not buying my beauty product and he's buying someone else's beauty product. They're just not buying beauty products right now. Um, but I think that will, it will be confiscated later when all of this uh, cools down. Um, I think you can expect like peaks of sales, issues that you're not currently selling and people are just waiting to see what's going on and then they will purchase what they intended to purchase. Uh, that, that's a good point. Thank you. Thank you for bringing that out. Um, we'll definitely talk about that a little bit later. Uh, what, what about you, Kevin? Um, how has your business been affected, if at all, uh, with what's been going on with the different uh, things that Amazon has been rolling out? Yeah, I've been uh, a buddy of mine the other day was like, so Kevin, what are you doing now with all the time on your hand? And I'm, dude, I'm busier than ever right now. I mean, this is like crazy times. I mean, I think the opportunity is huge and immense right now uh, for e-commerce sellers. Even if you are selling something, you know, in the travel niche or something where it's taken a big hit, um, I think if, you, if you're able to pivot a little bit, um, you know, the travel stuff is going to come back. If you're able to pivot a little bit, we're creating a lot of new habits all over the world where people are starting to uh, order online more. People that didn't do it before are, you know, are going to start doing it. Whether they say it takes three weeks to make a new habit, you know, when you start a new diet or new exercise program or whatever. So I think you're going to, uh, you're going to, this is a big, big boom. As far as my businesses, you know, I've got stuff in the fitness category, which I can't send back in. Um, but those are, those are doing really well. I've got stuff in the home and uh, the office products that are doing uh, surprisingly really well. Um, that's, it's not paper or stationary. It's stuff that I would, that usually dies out by this time of year, but it's, I'm still selling like 20, 30 units a day or something. It might be selling one or two normally. So I think it's, uh, people are still buying. Um, you know, I've been buying, I've, I've spent thousands of dollars buying stuff on Amazon, uh, recently. And, you know, with the delays and the dates and stuff, I'm seeing that a lot of that is Amazon just, uh, CYA, uh, they're just covering their tail. A lot of stuff that was telling me it was going to ship that I ordered last week is going to ship in 10, 12 days. I've already got it. Um, or stuff uh, that was telling me on Sunday that I ordered, it's going to be uh, April, whatever, 21st. Uh, it's already shipped. So I think they're just 
giving themselves the benefit of the doubt. One of the things I've noticed, it seems like smaller items are shipping faster than bigger items. That could just be me on what I've ordered, but I've ordered probably between me and my wife. I mean, yesterday I had a whole cart to bring the boxes into the house. I mean, 60, 70 things probably. And so uh, it seems to me the bigger things are a little bit slower than smaller things. That depends on the local warehouses. It's very regional on, you know, when you go online and you type in my date for, may say, April 30th, but your date in California, here in Texas, but your date in California because your local warehouse has more stock or has the algorithm says we need to move some space out of this warehouse to put some other essential items. Your date might be four days from now or something. So it, it really varies. Amazon actually said you can't ship anything. I don't remember if it was 15 kilograms or 15 pounds. But because it takes two people to hold up the item, I guess it's yeah. programs. Um, so that's why those cannot be shipped anyway, regardless of the niche you're in. Kevin brought up a good point too about how how things there's going to be a you know a rush. You know, Tomer brought that out too about a rush. You know, later on because it's like people who talk about hey, we're going to do a, a national. We're not going to drive to work to protest gas prices. You know, one day. Well, the gas companies aren't going to be completely. You know floored by something like that because just because everybody doesn't get gas today well there that means twice as many people are going to need to go get gas you know the, the next day and it's going to be similar you know um people who are not able to buy something now you know it's not like okay i don't need that beauty product anymore or i don't need that uh ab roller or whatever it is they're just going to need it you know later on when, when they do have the money and there's going to be a big you know rush later on now one thing that's important is a lot of people uh, i heard uh, and this is fine. I'm not, I'm not trying to criticize or anything. Uh, I, I tried to do this on Project X2, but what they did was they stopped their FBA listing and then they made it fulfilled by merchant. Like if they had their own 3PL warehouse or if, if you have a warehouse in the back of your house like I do, I, I just switched to, to the egg trays. I, I switched to fulfilled by merchant. But here's the thing. You need to keep watch on your niche as a whole if that uh, shipping delay has been let go because if you're – it could be that if you reactivate your prime listing, like Kevin said, it could be one of those products where now it's not being delayed a month and you're for no reason losing sales by doing fulfilled by merchant. So keep that in mind. Like every few days, you might want to reactivate your listing to check the, the shipping time. Now, let's let's go back to uh, on this topic, uh, Tomer. A lot of things I've been seeing in the Facebook groups lately because of the shipping delay, not the shipping inventory to Amazon, but the actual shipping from the Amazon to the customer, I've been hearing people say, hey, I'm going to turn off all my PPC or I'm going to really lower my PPC because my conversion rate's going to be bad, et cetera, et cetera. What is your take on that? So I actually go the opposite way. <laughs> so the thing is that it depends if you have stock or not. If you have stock, what you should actually do. So let's say instead of selling 50 units per day, you sell five per day. And that's throughout your niche, right? So what you should do if you have stock, you should be a lot more aggressive because it's a lot easier to rank if you sell five per day and give away a few more. You try and buy with ManyChat or whatever, and then you'll sell 15, 20 per day because you could rank page one, position one very easily, unlike when it's like a hot season or everyone is selling like 50 per day and you are like selling, you know, 10 per day or whatever. So that's if you have stock. If you don't have stock, what I suggest play around with the bids too much with your PPC or the price, just lower your PPC budget overall. So you just spend a lot less on PPC, like to one, five, ten dollars a day or something like that, and just make sure you are profiting as much as possible from your products and not losing conversion um, conversion rate and things like that by raising your price or something like that. Amazon was actually, when people are starting to do merchant fulfilled, you, if you don't have the buy box, your PPC is not going to work. 
And the algorithm, Amazon supposedly fixing this right now, but the algorithm was favoring when people started to move stuff to Merchant Fulfilled, if there was some still stock in Amazon or another seller that had some FBA, it was just automatically putting them in the buy box, even if the date would say April 30th, and your date was, you know, you could ship it from your own 3PL in a, in a day or two or whatever. It was it was actually kick, 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 keep keeping you out of the buy box, even though you could fill it faster. And a lot of customers, I mean, we know, uh, all of us Amazon sellers, we know what the buy box is and how to look down there and how that works. But the average person has no clue. And so that was hurting a lot of people too and affecting some PPC and some people just weren't getting impressions or or, or whatever. Okay. Now, go, going back to what I originally had talked about, about the you know people switching to, to the Fulfilled by Merchant, um, do you think that's the right way to go uh, for people who do definitely have that one month delay? Like, I'm trying to do some tests with Project X, and, and honestly, so far I haven't seen a big difference. Like, like uh, for the egg tray, the first two days that it said April 23rd delivery, I think that we I only got like three orders a day, and then I switched it to only fulfilled by merchant for two days, and now it's like three orders a day. So, like, I haven't seen a you know a huge a huge you know difference in there. However, some people what they are doing, you know, people who are selling like you know a thousand units a day, what they're seeing is when their orders are 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 piling up that people probably didn't realize that there is a shipping delay because you're just so used to Amazon delivering in two days. And then you're like, wait a minute, this product didn't come. And then they go to their orders and they see, hey, expected delivery April 23rd. And so what they're doing is they're canceling you know, yeah. the orders. Um, so what uh, WWTD, WWKD, what would, uh, what, what, would, what would Kevin do? What would Tomer do? Um, if you did have the option of both fulfilled by merchant and prime, do you just stick with it on the prime with that one month or should you switch to fulfilled by merchant? Some people are not able to do fulfilled by merchant because they don't have extra stock. They have all their stock sitting in Amazon warehouse and you can't pull it out right now. So for some people, that's not even really an option, but if you have extra stock, I would do both. Uh, and that's what I, I'm, I'm setting up right now on one of my products. And there's some stuff, I think it's also product dependent. Like you said, of the, the coffins there that, that it's, a um, you know, you're not seeing a huge difference there. I think it depends on what you're selling. You know, if you're if you're selling something that's in one of these critical areas that people are wanting, I'm you know, like hand sanitizers. I'm seeing there's hardly any FBA listings at all for that, yeah, but there's tons of people shipping that out of China. And some of that stuff says delivery May 15th. And according to Helium 10, when I looked last night, they're selling a thousand plus units a day, even though it says May 15th. Um, so I think it, it's product dependent. Uh, you know, a coffin thing, people might not be so much you know, the, to, to buy, but if it's something else that's, and you maybe, you know, people are getting caught up in the sweep, you know, people that were selling cosmetic face masks, like those Korean face masks and stuff, because the word face mask was in there, we're having issues. And so if you're selling something like that, a lot of people are at home doing beauty treatments, you know, doing their own nails, doing stuff. That's not an essential product, but if you, if you happen to be blocked, that's definitely something I would be switching over uh, because I think you could still crush it with that. I think I think it's actually one of the easiest things to just look at the marketplace, <laughs> just look at what's going on in the market right now with your competitors and if they're doing FBM, if they're doing FBA, how much are they selling? If someone changed from FBA to FBM, did his sales increase? Did they decrease? I'm probably not going to be the first one to change it myself. I want to see what happens in the market before I do any any sort of changes. Um, I didn't change anything. And I also think what you said, Bradley, is I think that Amazon customers didn't realize it's like a one-month delay with the products, but now they realize that. So if they want, they will order and they won't cancel because they know this is what's going on. And it looks like, like Kevin mentioned in the beginning, it looks like 
Amazon did something a lot worse, like push it a month and then not let us send the inventory, but then they start releasing those barriers they created. And it looks like it's, it, it's not going to get worse. Um, as far as like Amazon side, it's not, I don't think like after the beginning of April, I don't think they will push it further into the future. I think it will just be released then and that's it. I went today and looked at like some stuff that's not essential, like hard drives, like a USB hard drive and stuff was saying it'd be delivered Monday to me. Uh, you know, I think, so I think it's a, it's an ebb and flow of the yeah. system. And so it, but that you never know. And so that could mess with some people's cash flow because it's not going to go, even though someone buys it, if it says it's going to ship in a month, it takes a month. Amazon's not going to pay you for six weeks on that, not until it actually ships. And then you, you got the delays and everything. So that could, that could dramatically mess with some people. Yeah. I mean, uh, one thing I, I do on the side, my dad had tens of thousands of dollars of Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh cards that he bought like 15 years ago in Japan. And, and so that's something that I kind of ship out and sell for him. And so I use these like uh, CD mailers, like the kind of things that you used to, these cardboard things that you used to put CD mailers on. I mean, that is the farthest thing from essential that you can possibly imagine. I ordered that yesterday. It delivered at nine o'clock this morning. So, so things definitely, you know, of course it depends on maybe where you're living too. Things definitely are, are, uh, are, are getting better. Now, uh, we only got about 10 minutes left of Kevin and Tomer. Uh, so we're going to get into some Q&A from you guys who are listening to us live. And then we're going to bring on uh, Tim Jordan and Carlos Alvarez here to take over. But before we get into the Q&A, maybe let's just get some last bits of advice just in the climate, coronavirus, what's going on now, what sellers can do, uh, what what they shouldn't do. Um, what's some of your best uh, advice? Let's start with Tomer. When it comes to... What you should do, be doing right now is what you should have been doing anyway, which is plan your Q4 right now. <laughs> um, and when you plan your Q4, you should also be planning um, like what I think going to happen anyway. Even if the virus dies out, let's say in a month, two months, whatever, I think everyone is going to be the anxiety levels are going to be crazy during the winter time anyway, like in Q4. So whatever you're going to sell, that should be like indoor products, probably like gift items that are for indoors, whatever it is. Uh, will probably sell really well. Um, also, more products that are that can be products that are around your brand. You need to be creative with this. If you sell, I don't know, a product for a pregnant women, for example, you can also sell <laughs> supplements for pregnant women. I'm from a different, you know, it's like a different category, but it's for the same target audience. Um, and also, another another option is obviously to start a new brand. Uh, because I think one of my advantages, and also Kevin can probably testify to that with his business, is that when you have multiple brands and they sell in different times throughout the year and they have like stronger times and weaker times, then you can really diversify your cash flow. You know, like the income comes from a different uh, product or a different uh, niche that you have at different times of the year. So right now we are running our Q4 as we planned, but we just adjust the products that we were planning on going for anyway. One of the ways to research for those products is using brand analytics from last Q4 and just plan out those uh, products. And you can also do that. Like you can use brand analytics and you go back and you can look at stuff and you can also use Helium 10. I mean, you can use a little an, an x-ray, the little pie chart thing that you can go back and you can use a little slider. A lot of you may not know that. I'm sure if you've seen it, 
Bradley do the demo where you can actually see sell seven day trailing sales and stuff. So you can go back. I'm doing, you know, people are saying you shouldn't do product research right now. And I'm like, no, you actually still can. You just got to know how to do it and how to use the tools. But you can go back and see what things were doing back in July last year or fourth quarter, like Tomer said, and you, you can still plan. So for me, it's business as usual. I'm about to launch two new products. Uh, one of them uh, in a couple of weeks. Uh, that's around uh, the crisis stuff and another one that's going to be launched in uh, December. So we're continuing on. I think this is going to be with us for a while. I think the, uh, and even if we, if we come out of it in June, I think it's going to be June before things start to, at least in the States, start to get back to somewhat normal. I think you'll just see some things opening up slowly, but there's going to be a lot of people that are still afraid. So products that are in any kind of home sheltering or home based, you know, like he said, the pregnancy stuff where everybody's cooped in and, uh, are occupying their time doing things that that could be big baby stuff. I think it's going to be big. So anything around the home gardening, uh, all that kind of stuff. And I think there's going to be another wave of this. I think it's come June, uh, unless there's a, some sort of dr- a miracle drug that comes out, uh, but this summer, uh, you know, they're saying they might be able to cut this time frame to six months now. I saw today, but I think there's going to be another wave of this. Um, so I, I don't, I think we're going to get back to normal and then something's going to happen somewhere in the world. Uh, and it's going to, uh, we're going to be back to this again. So I would prepare, you know, for the next time around uh, by setting up your Shopify stores, by setting up your 3PL, setting up your, you know, take advantage now to at least get that, even if you're not going to ship, get that stuff set up uh, so that you're prepared. All right. Thanks for that. Now we got about five minutes where we can ask Tomer and Kevin or myself anything. So I'm going to start putting some questions on screen here. Um, here we've got uh, one from Alberto says, did you create a new listing when switching to to fulfill by merchant. Yes. So this is something that, you know, a lot of people were thinking, oh, I, I'm just going to convert my existing FBA listing to fulfill by merchant. Don't do that. You're going to end up with stranded inventory and, and you're going to have a lot of headaches. You have to go to add a product and then you put your ACE in and then you just put a different SKU for the other item. So thanks for that question, Alberto. And then, um, okay, uh, maybe th- this would be a good one for Tomer, I think, uh, from Ekaterina. Oh, Ekaterina, I remember her from Always Watch Us on Project X. Uh, says, please comment on how did you research for new products now? Like how to interpret keyword search, sales and competition evaluation data now. So what would you say to that, Tomer? Yeah, so actually what Kevin said is exactly what we're doing with X-Ray. So we start in brand analytics. We look at what was selling last year. And then we can open like those products and see the trend over last year's period in Q4. Um, so that's what you need to do. When I do uh, product research, uh, Katrina, I don't look at keyword, uh, keyword search volume at all. So uh, you can listen to the podcast I did with recently with Bradley and see what I say there. But I think that's really not important. The important thing is that there is revenue and there is sales and there is room to go into that market. Uh, if you need more help, just message me and I'll help you out. Kevin, you have anything to add to that or that pretty much cover it? No, that's, that's, that's pretty much it. Yeah, you got to be careful with... <laughs> With the current data, I mean, you, you can't, if you're using the, what's happening right now, that can be a little bit misleading. You got to go back and look at what was happening more fourth quarter last year yeah. or the seasonal stuff uh, and see. But unless yeah. you're on, you know, unless you're doing something that's an emerging uh, new trend or emerging new product where, and there are some of those out there, uh, but using the data right now, I'm, I'm basing all my decisions on, I mean, we're, we're about to launch something in a couple of weeks that's trending really well right now. That's, you know, it's, it could be a fidget spinner type of thing but we're going to jump in on that. Uh, but I'm basing all my forecasts and everything based on what it did last July when there wasn't a crisis. Mm. And so I'm covering my, my tail on both sides. Did you have something, Tomer? 
yeah, just please not launch masks or sanitizers. Please, like, don't do that. There are so many products you can launch, like, even, like, a haircut, you know, to do a haircut with, like, a mean. That's, like, killing it right now because no one can do a haircut any, anywhere. So uh, yeah. everyone is buying it to do it indoors. Um, yeah. So you can be so creative with this. Um, and everything is, like, going crazy with those type of products that's, like, do-it-yourself type of stuff. Uh, it's I like, mean, like you know, nail salon stuff. I mean, the, all the nail salons, right. like you said, haircuts. My wife just ordered three hundred dollars worth of different kinds of I don't know what the heck it is tools and things to do your nails with. Uh, so I mean, that kind of stuff, you know, is, is yes. big too. Big opportunities. Right. Yes. All right, uh, Kevin, uh, which uh, freight forwarder do you recommend? Would you uh, still uh, like uh, who's uh, maybe not as affected as others might have been during the, the coronavirus? The one I like the best is Unicargo. Uh, they're based in Israel, uh, but they got offices all over. Uh, they've been very good with me, uh, so that's who I prefer. Um, you know, they they uh, they're on top of things. Um, they might not be the, exactly the cheapest, but like for example, uh, they have preferred rates with FedEx. For example, like the the air shipping rates right now, especially uh, you know China just blocked all. They're allowing one flight per airline per week. To come in as of as of uh, today or yesterday in China, one commercial flight. So that's going to cut down the capacity about fifty percent of all the air freight coming out of China. Because a lot of freight it doesn't just come out on air cargo planes; it comes out on the bottom of a Delta or United plane or something too. So the rates are going to skyrocket for for uh, air shipments. But they j- just be happened be- happened to, before this crisis start. They locked in some really special rates with FedEx. Uh, that are like dirt cheap, and, and that contract is being honored. And you have to split your shipment up into smaller shipments. So instead of shipping, you know, two thousand kilograms, you might have to. Just, FedEx is saying it, it can't be over a certain amount. I, I forget the number, two hundred kilograms or something per shipment per airway bill. But you just make multiple airway bills a little bit more hassle, but it's the same price. And so people like that that were forward thinking. That's why I like them. You know, they're going to save Amazon sellers that are working with them. I, ton of money and able to get stuff a lot quicker and have like a big competitive advantage over others. So that's who I would check out. Okay. Now we'll do one more question each one for Tomer, one for Kevin. I, I see one that would be good here. This is from uh, Alberto who says when doing product research with brand analytics, uh, is it best to use weekly, monthly, or quarterly filters, especially I would say that brand analytics really comes even more into play now during this coronavirus when you want to see some historical trends. But but what are you doing for brand analytics, Tomer? Yeah, so honestly, you just, it doesn't really matter. Like the initial search that you do is in brand analytics. You can use whichever filter you want. You can do like, let's say, quarterly for Q4 of last year. But then the real data is from X-ray. The real data is from like the sales and revenues and everything. And um, brand analytics basically gives you ideas for products to search in Amazon. That's what it basically helps you do in research. So if you type the word gift, for example, and choose Q4, it's going to give you all of the gift ideas. Then you take that, you just click on that keyword, it opens up Amazon, you just click on X-ray and see what happened last year. Um, that's the easiest way to do it. And it, that's why it doesn't really matter uh, what you choose because it's just going to give you ideas instead of like giving you exact products or something like that. All right. Thank you for that. Uh, we got... Uh... Uh, Paul says, Kevin, are you still going ahead with the recycling plastics project? Yeah, it's in full swing. I think that's actually this whole thing of the, you know, it's a big uh, thing around resetting the earth right now with all the cars and everything off the streets. The earth is getting a break. And so, uh, yeah, I think uh, recycled stuff is going to be, uh, and what we're doing is going to fit perfectly in and, and going to do very, very well. So, yes, that's, uh, we're about to actually place the, the first order uh, in a couple weeks with the factory uh, on that, be launching that uh, for sure. Cool. 
Cool. All right, guys. Well, uh, let's give a big thanks uh, to Tomer, who's almost midnight over there where, where he's at and coming on and, and Kevin uh, taking a break from uh, having to log up all the thousands of dollars of stuff that his <laughs> wife has bought from Amazon lately. So we, we thank you for taking the time out to, to come out with us. And guys, both of the uh, Tomer had a great episode on the Serious Sellers podcast just a couple of weeks ago. Make sure to listen to that. And Kevin has a brand new one. That is coming out on uh, Tuesday, next Tuesday, I believe. So make sure to listen to that too. So, Mayor and Kevin, thanks a lot for joining us. And uh, we'll now bring on our other guest here. Let's bring on Tim Jordan. And let's bring on Carlos Alvarez. All right. How's it going, Tim? How's it going, Carlos? What's up? Good. What's up, man? The first question that I asked Tomer and Kevin uh, is I was just kind of curious how, you know, how the coronavirus has affected their either selling on Amazon or even buying uh, on on Amazon. Um, so let, let's start off with uh, with uh, Tim. So uh, has this uh, affected you at all and and what you're doing? Like if you're doing product research or or anything like that? Yeah, I think it's affected everybody. And I'll start off with with you asked about buying, dude. I'm buying all sorts of stuff on Amazon, and there's a few reasons for that. And all of this is actually good for us as e-commerce sellers. One is my dead gum wife. See, she's sitting around at home on Saturdays and Sundays when we'd normally be at birthday parties and ball fields and all that crap. And she's literally coming up with lists of things that I didn't know could be done at home because she watches HGTV constantly. And she walks around the house figuring out what hardware for our cabinets I could change or what shelves need to be hung on the wall. And that's kind of indicative of what's going on right now, I think, with everybody. Um Everybody, you know, the past couple of weeks have been seeing the headlines about Amazon stopping inbound shipments and Amazon asking affiliate traffic to stop being pumped, all that stuff. What people don't realize is it's not because Amazon's slowing down. Amazon has sped up so much they can't keep up. They're trying to, you know, like stop the inflow of work requests because they so many people are buying online. So I'm buying online. Everybody else is buying online. It's been kind of encouraging in the midst of the sometimes ever-present feeling that the sky is falling down on us um, to know that e-commerce is actually getting a really big look right now. People that have never bought on Amazon before are now. So I think that it's good. When it comes to like product research, um, things are happening so fast that I treat this a little bit like I would Q4 or Prime Day, right? Like the data isn't as... Um, what's I'm looking for? Like relevant, maybe in very short periods of time as they would be longer. So I'm still seeing what's being purchased. I'm seeing what's ranking up higher, but you can't always see your competitor, right? Like maybe it looks like a, a niche is very non-competitive because there's 15,000 searches for a specific keyword. There's only two listings, but what you might not know is 20 other listings have just stocked out. So I've actually just adjusted the time that I'm spending and what I'm doing with my time. So instead of new product research, I might take that product research and go off of Amazon and see what's trending up right now, right? So spend more time on Pinterest or I'm doing keyword research to tweak my PPC or tweak my optimization because I can't worry about setting up inbound shipments right now. So now I'm working about streamlining what I already have. So things haven't slowed down. They've actually sped up massively. I'm just making some small adjustments to what I'm doing, you know, every hour of the day, so to speak. Cool. Now, uh, speaking of selling on Amazon, there's there's few people who are selling more than, than Carlos, who who last year sold over $100 million. So you're in tons of different categories across the board, everything from bugs to to electronics and things. So what about you, Carlos, on the selling side, at least, 
Uh, what have you seen changed over the last three weeks? Um, some of my categories, the the sales have, you know, dropped 40, 50 percent. Um, it's just that's not cool. But I mean, that's what it is, considering that we're in a pandemic and I'm still getting 50 percent of my sales, though. I'm I'm, I'm stoked. Um, then on other categories that I'm in, we're just I mean, best Q4 on record. We're probably doing 5x that. It's just unreal. Uh, I mean, the products we products we sold in Amazon, Italy, six months worth went in four days. Uh, not not to obviously capitalize on on something you know as tragic as what happened over there, but that's the reality. Everywhere internationally, we're selling Amazon. It's just we're we're going through six months of inventory in like two weeks, or we lost 50 percent of sales. Okay. Uh, on the buying side, I I, I agree with Tim, um, and I, I can't blame my wife entirely. Uh, but we, we've been, I've been purchasing so much that Amazon actually needed to, to reconfirm my identity and the card on file and, and, and everything. It's just insane how much I'm buying. I didn't get that deep into it. So I think the moral of the story here, we, we, we saw that from, uh, from Kevin, <laughs> Carlos, and Tim, is that uh, our wives have gone crazy on spending on, on Amazon during this time. Okay, well, that's, that wasn't exactly the message I, I was hoping for today, but hey, it shows you, I'm sure. But that's encouraging because if our wives exactly. are crazy, everybody's going yeah. crazy. Exactly. Right? Call it cabin fever or just think about all the things that people would go buy in brick and mortar stores. They're staying away from brick and mortar stores. Yeah. So I just put a I just wrote a blog article for ping pong yesterday and I kind of mentioned this, but like my wife has become somewhat of a social media influencer by accident. She's not an influencer, she's a nurse. But she's just recommending stuff like the shipped app to get your groceries delivered or this product on Amazon or this and this. And so many people are just watching and just looking for recommendations of what to buy online or how to convert a lot of their purchasing online that it's going crazy. Like, you know, there's always this speculation of, you know, all, only 10% of the world's products are online or yada, yada. But we know that right now we're seeing unprecedented new adoptions of e-commerce. People that have always, well, I'm going down to Dollar General, by God, I'm going to, I'm talking like that because I'm in Alabama. That's how we all talk, right? And that gum Walmart, that's where I do all my shopping. I ain't putting my credit card on my cell phone. People don't steal my identity. And now these jokers are like putting on their tinfoil hats and, <laughs> and scared to step out their front door. And they're like, by God, this Amazon thing's pretty cool. I click a button, it shows up in my porch, right? So that's what's happening right now. And I think that long term, it's going to be a huge advantage to all of us because we are literally educating more of the world that they can buy on their cell phones. Yeah, I, yeah. I agree hundred percent with what Tim said there. I have more and more. I mean, it was very few people that, I mean, by default, I see somebody and I believe that person has a prime account, but in reality, there still are those rare birds that don't, but I, I'm seeing that there's more and more people asking me questions about how prime works, meaning that they didn't have one previously. And then they're trying to maximize uh, what they can with the prime account. So I, I really think as sellers on Amazon, uh, on the other side of this, it's going to be better than ever. Yeah. Now, Carlos, you had some unique, I was watching some of your lives and actually you had brought me on one where, where you had talked about some things like a merchant fulfilled, uh, uh, prime or seller fulfilled, uh, prime and, and switching to merchant fulfilled on things and, and your community, I think they were really having more debate on this than, than any other community I saw. So over the last week, what is something that you can tell us about in your experience? What you know, have you been switching those things that have 
had a shipping delay of uh, one month? Have you turned off those listings and switched it to Fulfilled by Merchant? How is your Merchant Fulfilled Prime doing, et cetera, et cetera? Yeah, I would never turn off the Prime account. Um, your, your Prime offering, like you never want to turn that off for, I mean, for, first of all, a growing percentage of people that shop on Amazon begin their their shopping by filtering for just Prime. So if you if you X that out, then, or you, you kill the offering temporarily, then you're just not going to come up. So I don't, I don't think it's ever a good reason to just turn off your, uh, your prime offering. Uh, even the, even the offerings that are getting, you know, 40 to 50% less sales, they're still getting 50% of their sales on prime. Uh, I'm not getting any negative messaging through the buyer seller message board about the, you know, this is, this is horrible. How come I'm going to have to wait so long? I haven't got a single message on anything like that. Um, I, I'm actually seeing some purchases on non-essentials that it seems that they received it um, and they received the product or they, you know, they've already left a, a positive review, meaning they received it. So definitely not wanting or definitely not suggesting that anybody should stop their, their FBA offering. Uh, adding, uh, adding Merchant Fulfilled, I think, is a solid move. Um, I was, or I am, well, I'm a little heavier now, but 45% merchant fulfilled, merchant fulfilled prime or vendor direct ship on the vendor side, uh, prior to the pandemic. And I guess I was just positioned a little better for that. And prior to FBA even being a popular thing, that's what we did. You just did merchant fulfilled. That's how, that's how you shipped. It was e-commerce. So I think it's a good idea to add that what we have added on the listings that were exclusively FBA um, yeah, we're getting about, you know, 15% of sales that we wouldn't have normally gotten that way. And I love that. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Now, one question I had for you, Carlos, I'm not sure if you probably haven't done this test, but I remember, you know, months ago, you, you, you were talking about different things like those, uh, videos that people can do like the live, the, the Amazon live. I don't know what it's Absolutely. called. Yeah. So I'm just curious, like, you know, maybe you could check with your network or if you've been doing this, like with more people shopping on Amazon now, more people at home. I wonder if those kind of videos and those kind of lives, yeah. I know back in the day, they weren't really getting too much traction. Like you would get tons and tons of views and everything, but then, you know, th the number of sales that came from it wasn't that much, but I'm just wondering, like, uh, do you know if, if those kind of, uh, if that platform is, is on the up and up now? Uh, it's sig doing significantly better than what it was doing prior to the pandemic. And I think a lot of the, I've, a few people I've spoke to to suggest that they do more of it. And they're like, look, we did it. And it didn't get us, you know, we got 6,000, 10,000 views and maybe one sale. Uh, but when you dig a little deeper into the, the type of video that they were doing, um, the frequency that they were doing it, uh, if they even treated it like a YouTube video or giving a little plug a year for uh, uh, the YouTube channels that you guys have, uh, you have a call to action in there. You're asking people to follow you and subscribe to you. Well, you can get followers on your live videos on Amazon, but people don't ask for it. So if you if you just go live and you don't put a CTA out there and you don't have some kind of strategy on your live videos, then yeah, the results are going to kind of suck. But yeah, right now, if you're doing it even more, you have a, a greater captive audience. So I don't know if that means that Amazon Live is just getting better or we have significantly more people consuming the content. All right. Sounds good. Now let, let's start to get into the, the Q and a, we, we got about uh, 15 more minutes here or so that we can get to some of these questions. And then if you guys have anything else you want to say, uh, obviously we'll get to that too. But, uh, uh, Tim, you remember our old buddy, uh, Ekaterina from project yeah. X. Yeah. Yep. So, 
So she says, does it make sense to do the Project X product test? You know, I'm assuming she's talking about like our, our PPC test listings. Would we get useful data for decision making now? This is an excellent question. Um, well, you've got a couple things to consider. One is if your FBA inbound shipments are ineligible, you're going to have to wait anyways. But right now, I, I think that things will be a little bit rockier, but still doable. When I say rockier, what I mean is the search volume, you would treat it kind of, or the test, you treat it like you would like right before prime day or right in the middle of Q4. Like it might be elevated, but it could also be like depressed. I have some people in my coaching group that sell party supplies. <laughs> Guess what? Kind of hard to sell party supplies when you're social distancing, but you have other people that have products like toys and educational stuff or just home goods that are just blowing up through the roof. So it depends on your category. Now, what you can do to figure out if, or what I've, what I've been experimenting with, I'll say, I, I shouldn't say you should do this all the time is go back and check like the sales velocity of those top competitors or similar products from this time last year. Right. So if you're getting 5,000, if you do a test right now, let's say you already have the, in, the uh, inventory in there, you're running the PPC test. If you're getting 5,000 searches per keyword over this two week period, Go back and look at historical data or other products of those keywords from this time last year. And if at that point they were getting a lot more sales, then you could assume it should be up. So personally, this is just me. I'm waiting a couple of weeks. I'm waiting until some things kind of calm down. And instead of testing those products, I'm just researching more. I'm going and finding what's trending on other social media, finding other product ideas, getting keyword search volume off of that. And I'm holding off on my PPC test just a couple weeks. So it's not like I'm slowing down the process. I'm just reprioritizing exactly what I'm doing to get the stuff that is a little bit more uh, or a little bit less dependent on a really big up or down swing in search volume for a certain product. I hope that makes cool. sense. Yeah, yeah. All right, I got, I got this question that's not necessarily coronavirus related, but it's kind of related to the time we're living. This is from Sha uh, from Shaq, not, not Shaquille O'Neal, but uh, not Shaq Diesel, but Shaq Darcy here. Uh, he says, Bradley, sometimes the Chrome extension is showing NA for price or sales charts. What do we do in that and why does it show that? So that is something that actually ha started happening even before uh, coronavirus. You can see it in all the Facebook groups. Amazon is changing people's categories mm -hmm. left and right. Maybe, Carlos, this is happening to some of your some of your products. But what was happening was Amazon is changing categories left and right. Like in, in our Project X products, I don't even know if Tim knew, but they were going back and forth like on a day-to-day -day basis, like in different categories. It was moving the egg train to industrial and scientific. Then the next day it was in home and kitchen. And then it was in kitchen and dining. And then also BSR numbers are hopping all over the place. And so if we start detecting like weird activity like that, we're not going to give you guys an estimate on that because, you know, we're not as confident in that since Amazon is just totally screwing with the historical data on that. But if you guys ever see an NA in X-Ray, it's probably one of those products that Amazon has been bouncing around at different places. Yeah, that, de that definitely happened with some of the products when, when Bradley, when you and I went live, um, I think when this start, this stuff started getting a little more serious was, uh, some of the products, uh, some of the products I have are cigar accessories. And since they're FDA regulated, Amazon sticks them in health and personal care. So health and personal, these cigar accessories were considered essentials. Um, and they were going fine, like they were essentials, still able to send to FBA. And then Amazon, I guess their way of saying, we don't want these in, they're not essentials, was they stuck them in industrial scientific for a bit and before bouncing them back. And that just threw off all the data. We got some more questions. Let's see. Here we go. Lucas says, when some sellers go out of stock and close their listing, I'm a little bit afraid of creating something which already exists, 
but I can't see them. Well, that's a beauty about black box too. Black box will still show you their information even if they have recently gone out of stock. So make sure you know how to use the black box product search and then you'll be able to see that. But yeah, that's the case. You know, you might say, oh, wow, look at the big opportunity that's in hand sanitizers right now. Well, that's because all the main hand sanitizers are, are out of stock. So make sure you're doing your research in black box to see, because just because it goes out of stock in Amazon, we'll still show it on, on black box. All right, let's see. Paul says, Tim, I just joined the Centurion League. Super excited. Uh, must be some that kind of new thing that Tim's got going on with the private label legions. All right, let's see. Uh, here, here we go. This is for anybody out there. Uh, Michaela says, do you think people are worried about buying things made in China? Can I answer this? Go ahead. Yes, but it's a very small percentage of people. There's always someone out there posting some crazy fake news Facebook thing about how you know, like you've seen all the crazy conspiracy theories going on. Now, I will say this. The CDC has said that the virus can remain like the virus isn't actually alive. I don't want to get into the science I've been learning, but it can remain viable in cardboard for a long time. And I know personally that a mountain of um, factories, manufacturers that I work with in China and have relationships with China have been concerned about that. The thing is, you would actually like have to cough and get a lot of like active virus spittle on the cardboard. They're very aware of that. They're making sure that, you know, they're um, cognizant of that and sensitive to that. It's not an issue. I personally, you know, I don't want to get the Rona bug, but I'm not going to stop buying stuff from China. And think about it. China is now like the safest place in the world to be. Like you're, you're more likely of getting it from a UPS box being handled here than something manufactured in China. But the truth is, you know, when they say that the virus can live on stainless steel and granite and cardboard, that's like a perfect, like, test case scenario. It doesn't mean that everything that's ever been touched by people is traveling on the virus. That's not the case. Not at all. Carlos, you have anything to say about that? No, I agree 100 percent. That was yeah. actually one of my concerns when I when I heard the I think it was on Facebook where I read it about. I think it was three days or something that it could live on a cardboard or a cardboard box. And that's why I was able to get my recalls of, of, of a lot of inventory out of FBA uh, before everything started getting shut down in that regard, because I was concerned too many FBA centers might temporarily go down. So but but I also don't believe that there's a too big of a percentage of people that are concerned to purchase from China. OK, another question for Carlos is, are you worried about returns? You know, uh, Paul says uh, he's worried about people treating Amazon like a rental service. Don't some people already do like, I mean, you, it's such a small percentage of people that that do that. Uh, the only way I could avoid returns or, or being cheated and stuff like that was not do business. And, and that's not really an option for me. So yeah. some people will. And maybe I mean, obviously, none of us have, you know, past pandemic stats. But, you know, maybe maybe some returns do go a little higher during the pandemic. My my return policy is pretty straightforward. I 100 percent refund. Uh, I tell them not to bother returning it back and I apologize for the inconvenience. So whether they're scammers or not, that's my reply. We are seeing so many different pieces of information and some of the information is true. Like what Carlos just said, he's switching to merchant fulfilled. Yes, he might have high rate of returns and yes, he's going to have to deal with those instead of China, but it's not something that should affect the way we do business. Like we, who knows how long this virus stays on cardboard, Right. But I'm not going to adjust the way I purchase or the way I source or anything like that, because 
Like it's, it's, it's such a minute detail. Like it's so unlikely that this cardboard packaging of my product is going to have the virus and I'm going to somehow get it from the cardboard dugout and insert it into my nose. Like, is this thing contagious? Yes, but it's much more dangerous. Like people sneezing and coughing in a subway. So it just, the reality of life is it's not perfect anymore. Yeah. Carlos is going to have to handle some returns, but he's not going to stop his business over it. He's just going to suck it up and do it. Like I've seen people that are taking all of their boxes and packaging and, you know, putting on gloves, opening everything on their front porch, taking the product out, rubbing it with Lysol wipes, and then leaving the boxes out in the sun because the sun kills it. And then they recycle the boxes. Fine, do that. That's no problem. But my point is, if you're concerned about that, don't go to the extreme of, well, I'm not buying anything from China anymore. Just go through some of these standard common sense safety protocols, right? Like don't make the reaction worse than the problem. Yeah. And, and we, we actually, with warehousing, just pre-pandemic, we wear some of these uh, masks anyway, just for the box fiber, uh, not really getting in your nose and giving you Bondo boogers or something like that, you know? So like, you uh, we, we did that anyway. So it's, it's not going anywhere. There's another vocabulary word of the day, Bondo boogers. Love it. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I used to work at concrete and we called them stalactites. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We've got uh, Ivan Stoyanov. I, uh, I had a buddy. Are you from Bulgaria, Ivan? I used to have a buddy, last name Stoyanov. He's got a shipment on the water. Uh, he's got the shipping plan already. But he was wondering, does it make sense for me to reroute this shipment to my house and fulfill FBM? My sales have dropped by 50% since Amazon shows the 30-day delivery time. I what think it depends on how far out his product is. If it's on the water and it's still going to be processed and it's going to be two or three weeks before it gets to Amazon – Heck no, don't divert that sucker. Do not divert that. And honestly, if it were landing at a port tomorrow, by the time you went through the process of rerouting a shipment, which is hard, like that's really tough to do. You went through the process of rerouting, figured out where to get the stuff shipped to, got it inland transferred. It might get stuck at port for a while. Like that still might take two weeks to get it to you. By then you could have just kept it going and been fine. And now if your sales have dropped, 50% because of the delivery time, the slower delivery time. I don't, I I think that's going to speed back up and we're already seeing that happening today. If you've got six pallets of unicorn princess party supplies, that's a different story. Your sales have dropped because no one's going to want that stuff for a while. I still wouldn't bring it to your house. If it's a large quantity, find a three PL that you can ship it to. You know, a lot of people think they're saving money, but they don't value their time. Right. If you're out there with the kids and the spouse and packing and buying boxes and tape guns and like sometimes it's cheaper to send it to 3PL and let them handle it. Right. So just make sure that you realize your time is worth a monetary value, too. All right. Well, well, we, we've uh, come to the end of this episode. We got some great information from Tomer and Kevin and now Tim and Carlos. So before we go, though, uh, let me just call on each one, uh, each of you first and what kind of like words of encouragement uh, can you tell all the sellers who are worried about, hey, should I, you know, what, what am I going to do? Or the people who are maybe they had just gets, got started with Project X or Freedom Ticket. They're like haven't even found their first product. And now they're like freaked out. Like, you know, should I just wait for six months before trying to sell on Amazon? Um, what's what, what's your words of wisdom? Uh, let's first start with that, Tim. Man, I got so much. Listen, go back to what I said 20 minutes ago. People are buying online and they will be for the rest of their lives. And it just got bigger. Like the opportunity with e-commerce is bigger. What we're looking at is a very, very short-term crisis for Amazon sellers. Like 
we're sitting here worried about the next three weeks. We should be paying attention to the next year, the next five years, the next 10 years, right? I'm not um, like minimizing the crisis. I'm not. But when it comes to selling on Amazon, if you can't research products for the PPC test right now, keep looking at different products. You keep learning. I mean, Freedom Ticket right now, uh, you can watch the whole thing by one month and or by your first month and, and you watch the whole thing. It is a, like 100 hours of content. Watch Project X. Go to Wizards of Amazon Facebook group that Carlos has and literally just go through like two months of that sucker and just watch all the videos and the content he's put out. Take this time to learn. Take this time to get involved in communities. Here's a little thing. A lot of Amazon sellers, when they're really, really busy, you're never going to get in touch with them. You're never going to see them. You're never going to find them. They're never going to talk to you. Right now, the Amazon groups for um, like uh, the Amazon seller groups are blowing up because people are spending more time on their phone, more time wanting connection. You know, like that, what they call it, physical distancing, socially connecting, I think is the term I used the other day. So get in there and learn and network with people. Get on a lot of these Facebook lives and these pop-up Zoom. Like I've seen pop-up Zoom calls where Amazon sellers are going, hey, I'm starting a Zoom call. Who wants to jump on? So like now is the time where you reprioritize a little bit, but you don't slow down. If you're looking at starting the Amazon thing six months from now, you're doing it dead wrong. You're missing the boat. You're going to regret it the rest of your life. You got to put your foot on the gas pedal right freaking now. All right. Thank you for that, Tim. Carlos? I think he stole a lot of my thunder there. Uh, but <laughs> no, that's a, no, that's a, that's some big shoes to fill there. No, um, I, I, I agree with everything Tim said. I, uh, I just want to stress again, it's not a time to panic. I mean, you could have owned a cruise ship. Um, you could have owned a dance studio. You could have owned a retail gift shop. You could have owned a massage parlor right now. You know how many people are touching each other right now getting massages? You, you, you're so on the right side of this. It's, it's insane. And a yeah. pandemic, in most cases, only cut your sales by 40 to 50%. That's all. I mean, that, that's how strong what we're doing is that, I mean, it, it doesn't really get that much worse than that. It's a freaking pandemic. Um, we're, we're, and we're still doing amazing. We're still here. I'm uh, not to repeat some of the stuff that Tim said, uh, mindset's important. Um, right now it's not just, you know, the people you think are trying to bring you down. Uh, a lot of the times with, with the best of intentions, it's your, it's your neighbors, your friends, your family, um, somebody that's not taking this so well on social media. If you need to temporarily mute that person, if you're leaving those conversations, feeling negative right now, you have enough to deal with right now. No, things will not be the same after this. They're going to be better. Change is not bad. All right. Well, thank you uh, to all four of you guys who joined us. And, um, you know, uh, these gentlemen are, are active a lot of times in our Helium 10 users Facebook group and FBA high rollers. So, you know, feel free to, to tag them. And everybody's been a guest on the on the Serious Sellers podcast lately. So make sure to, to check all their episodes out. Thank you, guys. I hope you have a great weekend. And just to the rest of you guys out there. Yes, these are trying times for a lot of us. You know, some of you guys are just beside themselves with how much their sales have increased. But for those of you who are struggling a little bit, don't worry. Things are going to get better. Just, just uh, be determined. And, uh, and, and you'll, you'll see, you'll see the turnaround soon that a lot of sellers I'm even seeing on this, on this comment, I had thrown up a, a message. Let me just throw this one up again. Uh, Michaela just says, Hey, the stuff I ordered on Amazon that said it would be delivered 428 was delivered in five days. So, so things are getting better. So keep your head up and we'll see you guys soon. Quick note, guys, don't forget that regardless where you are listening to this podcast, whether it's on your iPhone or on Stitcher or on Spotify, that you hit the subscribe button so that you can be notified every time we drop a new episode.